Welcome to Book Horde. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And today we are going to talk about Hotel Magnifique by Emily J. Taylor. Woo! Woo woo! Uh, Hotel Magnifique. Uh, this is a recent release, right? I think it came out in 2022. Yes. Or maybe late 21. I think early 22, late 21. 2022 is what I see on the description. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 2022. Um, And it is... It has been compared a lot to Caraval. Yes. By Stephanie the Garber. famous Caraval by Stephanie Garber. Yeah. And I, I think it deserves that comparison. Um, It has the same type of vibe, but it's very different. Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. I can see the comparisons when I started the book. I was like, oh, I see Caraval. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I see you, Caraval. I see you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, even, I think even just the description, I, I expected something exactly like Caraval. And I that's what I got, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so... The description is, all her life, Johnny has dreamed of elsewhere. Barely scraping by with a job at a tannery, she's resigned to a dreary, she's resigned to a dreary life in the port town of Dirk, caring for her younger sister, Zoza. That is, until the legendary Hotel Magnifique appears in town. Hotel Magnifique is famous for, famous for its astonishing enchantments especially its ability to travel the world, arriving at a new destination each midnight. Johnny and Zoza seize their chance to join the hotel staff, and they're soon swept up in a world of sparkling chandeliers and impossible magic. But it's not long before Johnny discovers that beneath the marvelous glamour, the hotel is hiding a dangerous secret. It's hiding dangerous secrets. With the vexingly handsome doorman Belle as her only ally, Johnny embarks on a mission to unravel the mystery of the magic at the heart of the hotel and free Zoza and the other staff from the cruelty of the ruthless maitre de hotel to succeed. She'll have to risk everything she loves, but failure would mean a fate far worse than never returning home. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun! So, what were your thoughts? What did you rate this book? I enjoyed it. Um, I gave it four stars. Um, Same C's, twins. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it could get slow at some parts and then it would pick up. But overall, I read it. I was able to read it fairly quickly and I would always enjoy it while I was reading it. Mm -hmm. Um... And, you know, there was the usual, like, kind of nitpicks that I had with um, some YA writing. Um, I had my, like, usual nitpicks, but other than that, like, it was a fun read. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I... My thoughts on the book. I rated it four stars as well. I feel like it's a really good palette cleanser if you're in between mm -hmm. two really heavy fantasy books. You know, yeah. because you don't expect every book to be like fucking Stormlight Archives up in this bitch. But this is, <laughs> this is really good for when you want a fantasy book, but nothing too serious. And yeah. nothing too complex, which is a compliment, right? Because I feel like the story mm -hmm. in general was still pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I did have, like, some little things that were, I was just like, eh, that's not, it did get slow. But mm -hmm. I think, especially for me, who's kind of, like, not in a reading slump but right now, but I just want something <laughs> light, it's really good for me. Yeah. I can say as someone who has been in a reading slump, uh, that I was still able to read it fairly quickly and enjoy yeah. it. So, um, if you're in a reading slump, this could be a good book to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good for that. This Just is no like... Atlas 6. <laughs> true. <laughs> Fucking true. Um, yeah, because, like, legit, like, I'm still reading books right now, but it's taking me a little longer than usual. 
So this mm-hmm. book took me a little longer than it usually would, but I didn't feel like I was dragging myself through it. I was just kind of taking my time with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was an enjoyable fun read. Like this isn't a book that I would be like, "Oh, give it all the accolades, give it all the mm-hmm. rewards." Like this is a book to un- have fun with. Like, you know, this isn't one that's meant to make you overthink or anything like that. It is a book that you read when you just want to have fun. Yeah. Um buddy. Buddy. Drinking water. Um, <laughs> Can um, you please die of thirst? <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, I think, like, buddy. <laughs> oh my god. Thirsty! There's, what's funny is there's two water bowls. One has no water, and the other one's full, and he's just licking the empty one. <laughs> He's a pug, so it's not his fault. It's not his fault he's dumb. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I reading this book, I was reminded too of... What's the other book that we're big fans of? By Christina Davos? The Mirror Visitor. Yes. It has yes. Like, it has like those little fun, like whimsical elements especially um i think it was the second book where she the main character goes to a hotel and there's like the rooms no that's around. still the first book that is the, the first, first book, book so yeah I yeah that, that it, yeah it's the second half of the first book and the second half of the first book she is um it's in a hotel but she's staying like at the ambassador's like yes palace place. yeah and she has to disguise herself and she's working with the servants and yeah that's the yeah. first one yeah very similar to this one too and it's like they can't really discover who she is and all that mm-hmm. type and i saw that connection while reading hotel magnifique in the best way and i think that's what really got me through it too because i was like i love that premise yeah it's fun and mm-hmm. The only, uh, well, I have thoughts on one of the things that didn't work for me, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want to go this, like, do go through, like, a, the summary of it and pick up, like, our thoughts as we go through it? Yeah, we can do it that way. Try yeah. a new setup. All right, so first off, we have to say, like, this does take place in a fantasy world, um, and this fan- in this fantasy world, uh, we start out in a- this place called Dirk. That's kind of like a port town. Um, and we also should bring up that Hotel Magnifique, if you can't tell by the name, is also heavily influenced by uh, France and just French in general. Um, French culture. Yeah, it's heavily influenced by that, which, um, you know, I also like. I love a little Frenchiness, which is so funny because I'm so mean to... Okay, side note. I was about to say I'm so mean to French people, but side note. So last year, I had a an exchange student in my class, and it was he was from France. I gave France and French people so much shit in my class because that kid was in there. Like, like I upped the game and, like, about, like, I'd be like, yeah, you know, this character, this character gave up faster than France did in World War II. Or, like, it's just, like, like 15-year-old in the back of the class, like, all right, what is France do to you? like... I'm sitting there like, what the hell? Though, like, he he like it was like a it was like a game between us. Um, but like I feel like I just like got so mean to French people in general now because of it. Like, and so this year I got another exchange student, and like this week, and I. And, from France? But, <laughs> no. I oh, asked okay. him, I was like, where are you from? He's like, Italy. I was like, oh, good. Because I'm mean to French people, so. <laughs> and, like, 
You're like, World War Two didn't happen, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if Ed- if Italy's gonna end up any better once I get my hand, like once I start being like start up. I mean, if we're honest here, like at least France was on our side during World War Two. <laughs> Oh no, it started. Italy. Oh, it started. <laughs> it started. But, um, yeah, so now whenever I like, now like when France is involved with like anything, I can't help but be like, oh man, I'm, I can't help but like be like a little like, <laughs> France. <laughs> How dare you? So just reading this book, you were like, oh, it's because she's French, even though it's not <laughs> even French. It's not even France. I was like, yeah, this would only happen to French people. <laughs> All right. Well, there go our 2% of French listeners. Good day. Mm-hmm. Did we have any people from France? Ciao, Probably. as they say in France. Au revoir. Au revoir. No kidding. <laughs> just make it. As American as you can. <laughs> as you can tell, we're American. <laughs> if that wasn't apparent before. <laughs> au revoir. Au revoir. Arrivederci. <laughs> yeah, this Italian kid in my class is so screwed. <laughs> I'm just going to go up to him. Um, do you remember... Um, Oh, what was it called? Something Bastards with Brad Pitt. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yes, and he's pretending to be Italian with his fucking hick accent. He's like, Arriba Darcy. This is going to be me going up to this kid. Arriba Barangiano. My name's Gurlami. Gurlami. What's your name? Alessandro. That's his name, Alessandro. Alessandro. You're like a Riva Dirty. Alessandro. Alessandro. Suddenly, like a Southern American. (laughs) How y'all doing, Alessandro? A Riva Dirty. My whole class. My whole class just starts looking at me like, why are you suddenly from the South? What's happening? They show up to class on Monday and they're like, this is an intervention. And they just play this episode. (laughs) They're like, you're a menace to society and to French people. And Italians. Let's talk about And Italians. What's next? All of Europe? (laughs) It's like, on the behalf of the European people. You need to stop. (laughs) Anyway. So anyway, sorry. That sidebar. (laughs) That was a sidebar. Um, So it's, um, this world is uh, definitely um, inspired by France. It had, a lot of the names are the French, uh, are the French names. Uh, they have French words in here. So um, that's pretty interesting. Um, and I mean, the whole time, I think in the beginning, Johnny sets up that she, her parents died young and her mm-hmm. and her sister set off from their original, like where they grew up to this new town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, Johnny finds like a job and a way to support both of them. So yeah, yeah, it's basically like when people leave, um, like rural country towns to go to um the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically what she did. Um, to try and get like jobs, but um, for her it's because her sister Zoza. Um, who, how old is she in here? Like, 12, 13? I think so. Um, is a very good singer. And Ajani was hoping that, like, maybe that her sister could somehow get a job, like, as a singer or something like that. Like, almost like, you know, when you get the uh, mom would bring her little kid <laughs> to New York, hoping for them to make it big on Broadway, you know? Um, was kind of what she was hoping and it just didn't happen. And so, um, Johnny, you know, 
took up the hard job of working at the tannery, which is not easy work. Yeah, and it's kind of like, it speaks to how naive Johnny is in thinking that her sister could just, um, that in doing so, her career as a singer would just blow up, and then she could Mm -hmm. support the both of them, because these are both Mm -hmm. young orphans with no family to take care of. So she was hoping for something a little bit more magical, it's a little bit more mm-hmm. quick, then but instead, yeah, instead she's just this young child working to support both her and her sister. And then this magical, actual magical hotel pops up that she's heard about, I think, a lot of her life, especially through mm-hmm. her supervisor or someone that near n- close to her in some way that almost had like the, the um, the she like, oh, I think she's like their landlord almost too. Like, yeah. I think. I think they kind of work for her on top of, like, Johnny working at the tannery, um, but also that is where they live. Yes. And she was a guest at Hotel Magnifique uh, long ago, and she, like, would have stories. But, like, they were incomplete stories because the guest, um, one of the... When guests are um, taken on by Hotel Magnifique, they are guests for, like, how long? Like, two weeks or something, right? Yes, two weeks. Unless you have, like, the capital pay up to, like, a month, I think. Yeah. And you sign a contract, and in that contract, you are agreeing that once you leave the hotel, like, once your time is up and you leave the hotel you lose your memories of everything that happened pretty much so which is um, something that johnny finds out later in the book but um in the beginning no one really even knows that that happens they just like hear stories they see the invitations around town and they're like holy shit like i want to go to that thing and they all believe that they well, all have and a you also at getting in but you also you forget like things that happen, but you still have the feelings. Like you, yes. like I think you still like the guests still have like the they remember feeling happy, like they remember having this joyous time. Mm-hmm. Um. So. And I do want to say, like you brought up, like you know that it was naive of Johnny and stuff like that. I I think it's a very realistic take on a lot of people who have that dream of stardom, right? Like. You know, I feel like it doesn't happen so much anymore, but, I mean, we know, like, the golden age of Hollywood, those old stars, you know, it was the I whole, mean, like, I'd argue, getting... I'd argue that it's even more so now with um, the popularity of TikTok and other social media. Yeah, so... So it's yeah, taken it's, it's a different, Hollywood like, taste, yeah. but people do think mm-hmm. that they, especially, like, teenagers and younger crowds mm-hmm. do feel like they have that path to stardom. They just have to work you know, work at it on social media. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. So, like, before it was, like, that wish, like, oh, like, I ho- I'm i going to be um, discovered while working and they'll put me in magazines and movies and I'll become this big, famous star. Um, and now it's the whole, oh, I'm going to become a big, famous influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think you're right. So a lot of people, like, have that, dream not really giving much thought into how much work it actually is yeah and how much it's a, how much it's how much of it is the luck you know um and so i that was pretty realistic i um i thought absolutely and so and i don't say naive like up, in a negative way it's just yeah i didn't think that. you were yeah <laughs> to clarify <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't think you were. Um, I when you said that, I was like, yeah, she was, and I think that's like realistic. Like, I think that's a, um, something that a lot of people do suffer from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I can't even imagine like like you said, with them being orphans, just how much that played a part in it too. Is like, on top of being naive too, like so much hope that is what would happen. Yeah. Um, and I mean, especially, and unfortunately, it's not. And especially knowing, I think in the beginning, Johnny would say that she tells those stories, like she would try to kind of 
um, kind of keep that fire alive in her, even though Johnny was, like, working her job and, like, trying to support the two of them. So I'm sure she mm-hmm. wanted to keep that dream alive for her sister especially and um, have something to look forward to in the future, something that would take them mm-hmm. out of their situation. So I know that the hotel, like, I'm sure it um, represented a lot to other people, especially people of lower class or poverty in this fictional world. Something mm-hmm. to that anyone could go into. And I could see why even Johnny and Zosa um, were bought into that idea. Yeah. And on top, so Johnny is continuously trying to come up with a better way of life for her sister, She's kind of, I think she's kind of given up on the whole, like, Zoza becoming famous, like, a famous singer. And she really wants to just get enough money to get her and her sister back to their hometown. Um, Their hometown, like, was this small, uh, I think it was, like, a small little um, shore town that, uh, it was where she, they lived with their mother. And um, when the hotel comes back, she's able to find, like, this advertisement about um, them tr- uh, employees to work at the hotel. Hopefully, my, like, maybe my sister can work there for entertainment, and I can work there as whatever they need me to work there. Um, and we can, we can work there until we make enough to go back home, you know, and maybe see the world at the same time, you know? Basically, like, as if you, um, if you're, want to work on a cruise ship almost you know what I mean like yeah it's like (laughs) you're in there and it's gone like there's no you know re-interview in two weeks like it's no (laughs) yeah so um when they go there it does not go super well for Johnny but Zosa is offered a job and like any rational human being, <laughs> Johnny is like, you are not taking my 12-year-old sister without me. Like, that's not how this is going to work. <laughs> and then not to mention that the recruiter, you know, to go and get Zosa to get her to the hotel goes in the middle of the night to where they live and mm-hmm. is like, I'm here for Zosa. And Johnny, I like, feel uh, like any no. rational adult human being would be like, listen, bitch, like, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But he's able to offer her a contract, you know. Well, 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 back up, back up. Who, Who is this? Oh, this is the magnifique Belle, Monsieur Belle. Bonjour. 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 <laughs> okay, so um, basically, she tells that recruiter at the hotel, she's like, no, that's not going to happen. Zoza's mad. Zoza is like any other 12 preteen girl. And she's like, I'm going. And she's like packing her stuff and like she's getting ready to go. And Johnny, I think, is able to like talk her down. <laughs> and... um so while Zoza's sleeping, like, Johnny obviously can't. And so it's, like, the middle of the night. She's trying to get, like, what, like, a warm glass of milk to try and help her sleep. And this dude just, like, appears there, like, yo, where's your sister? <laughs> <laughs> and, like we said, like, any rational human, she's like, no, you are not taking my 12-year-old sister. Like, what is wrong with like, you? Like, back the fuck up. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> you. <laughs> And then, and he's like very insistent on it. I was surprised. Like we find out later why, but like, I was like, wow, like they must really need a new singer or something because he's like not leaving without this twelve-year-old child. Like it's like high demand, <laughs> low supply. He needs her. <laughs> and so right, like, but um basically he's like okay like whatever come with me like she has to come and he's able to like and they have to get to the hotel before midnight because the hotel is going to be leaving like they have to get to the hotel before midnight cinderella shit (laughs) they like just make it in they just make it into the door and um Zosa, like, is sleeping through this whole thing, I feel like. Which, like, who drugged her? 
<laughs> right? Like, Bell. she was sleeping the whole time, right? But Bell, oh, yeah, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then um, there's, like, a whole little fiasco with the contract, the invitation that Johnny tried to use. He's, um, Bell is able to give her an actual contract, but it later turns out mm-hmm. to be a guest contract, which was... Yeah an accident but later turns mm-hmm. out to be on purpose and so she's a fucking guest technically under the laws of the hilltail magic yeah there's like a series of misfortunes she like when they get to the hotel like i guess there's this tree by the door with like golden apples and she like knocks an apple down orange and like that is like a big deal, I guess. But Belle like is like, no, that was me. Like he tells the lady who finds them, like, no, it was me. I did it by accident. And um, I think it was Yersa. Like no? you said, she is it Yersa? Is it she the one that fucking manages? Yeah, the she finds them. Yeah, Yersa finds them and is like, She's the like, fuck, Just don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like you said, uh, instead of an employee contract, Johnny ends up suddenly uh, signing an employee uh, a guest contract, which like you wouldn't think was a big deal, but there's different rules for guests and employees. So like she's able to like do things that other employees aren't able to do because of it, and like that starts to get suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think opens up the door to how she is able to see all the magic of the hotel because as an employee mm-hmm. you would not be able to see most of it it would really just be a basic ass hotel with like little yeah. added <laughs> well as a maid she would get to experience some of the magic of the rooms um mm-hmm. since that was her first job but it was it was it looked like it was more magical for the guests the games they would play and stuff that she got yeah. to um see and the window mm-hmm. views yeah, she got to see out this, um, she got to see out this window, um, and is it, like, the window shows you home, right? Like, that's the magic yeah. of the window. Like, you look out and it shows you home, and so she would see that little hometown that she went to get back to, um, but, like, it is causing some issues. She and Zoza are separated because Zoza is obviously with the entertainment, and, when she sees Zoza, like, up on the stage, at the end, like, the lady in charge of entertainment turns Zoza and, like, the other girls into birds and puts them in cages. And that's when Johnny gets, like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> like, that's when she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not staying here for any amount of money. Like, she's once, like, Osha? Once again. Osha. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, very rational, like, very rational, like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Very mature for her age. And it's like, these are uh, not good um, job conditions, Osha, I'm gonna need you to show the fuck up. (laughs) And so she's, um, Alistair, we meet Alistair, who, like, is pretty much the main guy in charge, and basically, like, finds out that she was, she signed a guest contract instead of an employee contract. And he uses, like, this magic ink that, like, makes it so everything he writes actually happens. Like, it becomes the law, basically. And turns the contract into a employee contract. And that's how we find out that the employees, like, the guests sign a contract that they forget their time in the hotel but the employee's contract, they forget their time outside the hotel. Like, they become, like, non-existent. Like, and, they forget like, their memories, their fucking name, everything. Name, everything. And it's not just, like, on top of them not remembering, everyone outside the hotel forgets about them as well. Which, like, they would have to because, like, if yeah. they didn't, like, all these people just start disappearing, like... The police would be after this hotel, like, so bad. Literally. Like, people go so, in and they don't go out. Like, what the fuck kind of true crime out. shit is that? Uh, so, that's how we find out the difference in the contracts. And so, Johnny has to work with Belle 
to who he is like the doorman, right? Like he's like the bellhop doorman guy mm-hmm. who also we find out his second job is to um find these like magical artifacts for Alistair. Alistair, sorry. Uh, they start working together, and some romance starts to blossom. Ooh la la. <laughs> um, and Belle, like, I I liked her and Belle, and I actually quite liked Belle. Um, this is when, like, I started to get a lot of the Caraval vibes. I know a lot of people in, like, who are fans of Caraval, I feel like they feel like they always place the first book as, like, their least favorite. Mm-hmm. But I always loved the first book. Yeah, I always loved that the most. I And this relationship reminded me a lot of the uh, relationship in Caraval, too. Like, mm-hmm. you had that, like, kind of cocky guy with, like, that no-nonsense girl who's like, shut the fuck up. I'm, like, trying to get shit done. And he's, like, and he's trying to get shit done, too, but, like the opposite shit almost so like working together but against each other at the same time like I like that see like I didn't really see Belle as like very like kind of like cocky really I, I thought yeah. about it halfway I feel like it wouldn't have worked for his character because then if you think you're hot shit why are you below the other guy like you're second in charge like you know but I think I think he was well, cocky. he was cocky about, like, his look. Yeah, it was cocky. He was cocky when it came to Johnny and flirting with her. But yeah. he wasn't a conceited character, which I think worked really well no, for the no, romance yeah. and for the rest of the book, considering his role to play in the hotel. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the romance. It did feel, for me, like there was a small 180 flip where they're, like, friends, and then suddenly they're... They're pretending to be a couple in the hallway and he's like flirting with her. And I, to me, I was like, mm-hmm. where did this come from? From him? From them? Did I just like miss <laughs> the middle part of the relationship where this happened? But from then on, it was fine. Like, I thought he was a cool character. The romance actually worked for me in this book. Yeah, I liked the romance. I love, um, I love that he's a little disaster by boy too. Like, he. Yeah. He's a disaster by boy, and I love Uh, him for it. But let's talk about my homegirl, chaotic neutral over here, Johnny. Is she not (laughs) just chaos when it comes to everything she does? Fucking, how can someone be so rational and also chaotic? Like, there would be times. There would be times I'd be like. Bitch, the fuck you doing? Like, <laughs> her logic for why she did things was sound. But the shit she would do to <laughs> execute it, I was, I was like, what the fuck, Johnny? I was like, you're just gonna let a kid. Like, when she released that bird in the salon, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I need the meds. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> like, Release the crackhead. <laughs> she's like, some of you may die, but that is the sacrifice oh my God, I'm willing okay, to Kel- make. <laughs> That's legit her, though. Not to, like, jump ahead, but at the end, when they're coming up with this plan, she legit think in her head, like, unfortunately some of you may die and like some people may die and i'm like damn <laughs> johnny fucking cold literally like, she's lord is... farquad <laughs> like thinking of that moment with frigga where she did end up taking the fall for her but she was like i'm just gonna get the key from her like she would constantly get pissed that Belle and other people would not tell her what was going on and then she did the same shit to frigga she's just like oh you want me to go get the ice all right Mm -hmm. bet and then go do it comes back and she's like okay let's go and not tell her what she's Mm -hmm. doing nothing she just Mm -hmm. and then when frigga ended up having to take the fall for her she just was like like oh shit that happened oh my god (laughs) Oh my god, there are consequences to my actions? <laughs> Who knew? Like, like, I feel like she would be so rational 
but like she would still be so shocked when there were consequences. And I'm like, child, <laughs> what is you doing? She was pure chaos and I loved her. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she would fucking be like, I gotta be a sneaky ass motherfucker. And then she would just <laughs> knock over every vase <laughs> on her way there. <laughs> I was just picturing that in my head, too. Which happened a couple of times. She was like, no one can know that I'm here. And then just pure cash. Crash. Crash. <laughs> Bang. Sets off fireworks. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was. It was pure chaos. She was hilarious. I loved her. But I felt like she was a very believable person in this hotel. Like... 100%. She was very believable. She had very believable reactions to things. Um, I would be like, yeah, like, I would also react that way if I was in this fucking hotel. I'd be like, wait, what? Can we talk about my favorite scene, which is what... Like, at the end, when she was going to get kicked out of the hotel, and her thought process is, I'm going to kick the oranges off these fucking trees. And then just goes <laughs> ham. I, I, in yeah. my head, I'm like, who would have thought, like, to fucking do that? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like, oh, I remember... I remember he gets pissed about this. So I'm going to do this so he won't, like, he'll keep me here because he'll be pissed. Like, she and she's just like, she just starts flailing, like, ah! Pure cat energy from Johnny there. Just, I'm going to fuck your shit up, bitch. Like, I feel it's a good thing she's, like, a teenager based off, uh, like, a uh, French like teen type because if she was american i feel like her top phrase would have been bet anytime someone tells her not to do something <laughs> they would just say you can't fucking do it this is bell don't bet. fucking do it and she's like bet. <laughs> bet bet challenge accepted she's an american teen straight up <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah if this was like a, a if this was like an american like cw show like straight up that would be her um, <laughs> and yeah, that brings us to she gets kicked out because she's causing all of these problems and she knocks out down one of the apples and we find oranges. out why that's a big deal. Sorry, oranges, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They and should then... be apples. Symbolically, they should be apples. Okay. I am an English teacher. <laughs> the fuck are you doing using oranges instead of apples okay everyone knows you use apples for no. symbolism <laughs> i don't fucking know i don't fucking know but my homegirl johnny just oh my god i i think she's the reason i rated it so highly just seeing her fucking responses to things chaos yeah if Johnny was given a chainsaw, I guarantee she would have chainsawed that tree. If she had a match, like a lighter or a matchbook, she would have 100% just set the hotel on fire two chapters in. Oh, she she would have set so many fires. Like, I need a and distraction. I'm going to set this on fire. Imagine if she was the opposite what of could Isig. What possibly go wrong? If she was the opposite of Isig <laughs> and would set fires instead of make eyes, 100% the hotel would have burned down the first time she showed up. 100%. Okay, let's talk about Isig. Who is he? I, from what I understand, he's like a very fancy ice maker in the form of a man. <laughs> um... I he was an ice man. He was a magician, dude. Like he was magical and he made ice. And similar. so and um his job at the hotel was he was literally chained in this giant freezer to keep things cold. And the reason we're given that he's chained and locked away is because um he had his memory taken so many times like Alistair messed up with messed with his memory so many times he literally his brain just broke yeah which is absolutely heartbreaking 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, I think it did say right. He was the he was the employee that asked too many questions, and at some point yep. just got fucking wrecked. Um. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we were told, like, when we first meet him and first find out about him, we don't know, like, the majority of what we do find out. So, like, we're basically just told his memories were messed with so much to the point that his brain broke. And he can't control his power anymore, which is and why he he's locked in And he can't control his power breather. anymore. Yeah. And that's the reason. So, in this fantasy world, magic is... Like, very uncontrollable. And it's, like, the reason why there's this one place that doesn't let the hotel in. Like, they've been trying to get, like, Alistair has been trying to get the ambassador to let them in and stuff like that. Um, and it's, uncon- like, magic is uncontrollable until you get, like, an artifact who- that, like, you can power your energy through. Like, your magic through. Almost it's like, like a, a wand. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, there's just, like, unharnessed magic in the world around you, in a sense. And mm-hmm. you, as a magician or summoner or whatever, you need to find your object in order to harness your power. Which is limited. It's not like you can do whatever magic you want. You can only do a mm-hmm. certain, like, subset or thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, for... We find out that Johnny herself is a summoner and she has a necklace, which operates as hers, which dampens magic, is what I understand. Or- so the magic... The necklace was given to her by her mother after her mother found out that she was a summoner. hmm And it basically counteracts all magic. Like, magic can't be used on you if you have the necklace. Yeah. So it was put on her to, like basically um hide that she had magic herself um her mother was trying to protect her yeah and but we find that out like super duper later i guess like we find that out after she it turns out she is a summoner and um bell's like yeah i think it's your necklace cuz it mm-hmm. looks like an artifact and like we find out that's an artifact And we find out, so she basically, she, once she goes um, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on the (laughs) orange tree, that's how we find out, like, if you can knock down an orange, that means you have magic. And Alistair um, wants people with magic. And so he keeps her, and he puts her to work on making, like, a magical map to try and find this artifact. And he wants to find this ring um, that, uh, what can this ring do? Like, it, it can is take, like almost like. Take magic and it can create magic for people. Yeah, basically it can take magic away and give it to people. Like, so if you didn't have magic, this ring could give it to you. And, like, he says that he wants it because, oh, just think of all the wonderful things we could do. We could we could cure cancer and like, you know, like he's he's like, we could cure all these diseases. Like, and I love how Johnny immediately is like, you ain't that nice. That's not why you're looking for this. Like she knows immediately. She knows immediately. She's like, you ain't that person. Okay. (laughs) You ain't it. You ain't it. You ain't it. And, um, so, she basically makes a map, but she makes a map to this person in this picture that she's been seeing and who she figures is important. And we find out that that person is actually Alistair's sister. And that's how we get the whole backstory to what happened. Like, the hotel used to be, like, this secret school for magic users. And Celeste, his sister, was a magic user. But Alistair isn't. And that's what, like, we, that's what we find out. Like, Alistair is not a magic user. Or Nicole. Um, He is a fraud. (laughs) Madame de Reeves, Revs, whatever, who is the one turning people into birds and putting them in cages. Nicole. Um, Nicole. (laughs) 
Such a bitch name. Nicole. <laughs> Sorry to all the Nicoles out there. Um, it's the new Karen. <laughs> I haven't met a Nicole who I've actually liked, to be perfectly honest. I've met, no, I've met one um, at my old job. She was, like, one of those people that was, like, really nice, and even her voice was like, hi. Oh, God, I hate those people. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so... We find out that he's a faker, and basically what he did is Celeste did the same thing that Johnny did, was Celeste was like, cool, I'll join this magical school, but my little brother has to come with me because I'm all I'm, I'm all he has. So he is welcomed into the society, and there's a bunch of magic users, and Alistair starts to get jealous. And he starts to get mad at the fact that all these magic users, they're going to be able to basically live long lives. And he has a short human life. So as any rational human being, he decides, I'm going to steal all their magic. And he does this through, like, a mirror that he finds that, like, if you press the mirror to someone, like, it takes their magic away. But creates literal holes and like in it their leaves skin legit holes body. on their body. Yeah, including his Which, sister. Like, Jesus, fuck. She she mm-hmm. took the glove off her hand to show Johnny and has a literal hole in her arm in her hand. Like, hole through her. Yeah, and um, that's how we find out that like all the birds that they have been keeping in this hotel are all like are those magic users that he's just keeping around. We find out that Frigga, who had been the one to like send Johnny to find Isig, uh, cause like she has a total crush on him. Which by the way, can we talk about how sad that is? Because she like wrote this letter and she's like, okay, like I'll help you if you bring this to Isig and then like tell me what he says. And, like, so she does, but Isig doesn't even know who, like, Frigga is because, like, his brain's all messed up. Did it, did it even say, like, if they knew each other, like, like, if they, when he had his mind, they were friends He must have. Yeah, That's I think what he I must have. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And, like, that was kind of heartbreaking. I, yeah. I mean, the fact that he just lived. In the freaking hotel, like, deep freezer. And she was, like, up on floor five or whatever. And... Mm-hmm. Like, he was in the deep freeze. And she was, like, in charge of, like, all the birds and, like, the, um... What is it called? Like, bird sanctuary. But it was called aviary. something else. Like, aviary. Thank you. The aviary. Because she had a way with birds and stuff. Um... And Johnny needed her help because obviously, like, her sister is, like, a bird now. A bird. <laughs> because of stupid Nicole. Fucking Nicole. Fucking Nicole. <laughs> um, so, we find out that all those birds in that aviary, um, like, some of them, like, looked, like, really sick and, like, kind of had holes in their feathers and stuff like that. And we find out it's because those birds were actually, like, magic users. Like, they were summoners that Alistair had Nicole turn into birds so he could, like, keep them trapped and use them basically like battery packs. Like, whenever he needed to refill his battery, like, he just would take their magic from them. Um, And can we also talk about Irsa's magic that she would turn one of their eyeballs into porcelain eyes? And that I was strike like one. It. Strike one if you fuck up as an employee. Was taking your eyeball. Strike and, one was taking your eyeball. And you're demoted as well inside the shitty hotel. And then strike two, she fucking cracks your eyeball and you fucking die. And you die. Which is what happens to yeah. Celeste. And, mm-hmm. Well, because she didn't have Celeste's eye. Like, it wasn't... They just did the eye, like, because the eye was, like, a very visual, like, reminder that this person was being punished. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, any body part that she took and turned into porcelain, like, she could mm-hmm. use as a weapon. 
Like Sosa, um, they cut off ha- Johnny's sister's off fingers, fingers in the door, and then one of them is turned into porcelain, and the other ones just disappear into the nether. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's what they threatened Johnny with for uh, finding the fucking ring thing. Mm-hmm. And just, just the imagery of really dark shit the imagery <laughs> of when they cut off her sister's fingers and she gets turned into a bird and she like you can see one of the wings is like her and she's all like almost about a fan I was like what the fuck she's like a little baby a little baby bird 12 year old child that you were cutting like straight this up is some dark shit like I was surprised at some how dark some of it was. Um, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I was just saying, I was like, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it. And um, and so, like, how did they... You've read this more recently than me, because I finished it before you. Yeah, when did Obviously, you finish Johnny, it? Obviously, Johnny, last week, like a week oh, ago. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. I didn't check. I was going to mm-hmm. check to see if it was just me that still needed to finish it. But then I thought if I saw your review, I would see like what you thought, at least in star rating. And I was like, I can't <laughs> do that to myself. It's got to be a secret. No. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I, have I finished integrity. it last week. Um, <laughs> I, so obviously... All this fuck shit, uh, fucked up shit is happening, and Johnny's like, well, I gotta stop that. And so she decides to do that. Do you remember how she decides to do that? What do you mean? Like, when she talks I know, to Celeste like, what and actually- then goes back? Yeah. Like, what's the plan? Like, so they get, they need Frigga, but instead of Frigga, they get Hellas, who is, uh, by Belle's ex-boyfriend- um, so she works with Beatrice, the head of the maids, and mm-hmm. she gets a dress from Beatrice's sister's um, dress shop or the dress shop they used to work at. And that's mm-hmm. how she sneaks into the hotel. Um, um, what's the word? Shrading as a guest. Mm-hmm. Per- Pret- yeah. Yeah. And that's how she gets in. Alistair does not notice her, does not recognize her. Um, mm-hmm. Beatrice's job is to go upstairs to find Frigga, I believe, and Johnny has to go get, um, she has to go to Nicole and get her to go with her down to the deep freezer to get- Yes, because they want, they need Isig's, they need Isig's power. Yeah, and the original plan was for Nicole- to turn him into a bird, take him up to the aviary or wherever they needed him, and then turn him back. But uh, Nicole ends up fucking dying to Isig because of her own fucking uh, <laughs> conceited bullshit. And so um, that's how Johnny finds out she can still use the talon that Nicole was using to like harness her magic. And so she uses mm-hmm. it on Isig, gets him up there to the... I don't think, I think it's the salon. The stage salon area, yeah. Yeah, the stage salon area. Salon area. Salon. Salon. They release um, all the magical birds, right? Yes. Oh, and what Isig was supposed to do is he's supposed to freeze the ledger. And that's the how ledger. Thank you. That they can, um, <laughs> like, break the magic, break the spell that Alistair has over everything and all the employees. Yeah. Meanwhile, Frigga, who Beatrice went to get, was supposed to release all those birds. And that would mm-hmm. distract him or some shit. Mm-hmm. And that was the plan. Okay. That's what yeah, happened. so it was, and this was the plan where, like, Johnny was like, some guest may die. <laughs> that is a ch- but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. Absolutely. Fucking <laughs> um, Mark quadded up in here. I was like, oh my god, Johnny. And she put her necklace around Isig um, in the hopes that that would counteract, like, all the magic that was done to him to make him, like, his brain um, break, like, his memories mm-hmm. break and everything. Because Celeste had also told us... Um, Alistair's sister had also told us that Isig, like, 
every time his memories were taken away, he still, like, knew something was up. Like, he was, like, still, like, trying to break free. And um, he was too powerful for um, Alistair to want to get rid of. Like, Hmm. so... That's why they like. That's why they chained him up and broke his mind. Was because like he was too powerful, so and he powerful. was the only one. They just yeah, and he was the only eyes. one that like. I know, right? But like, he was also the only one that like could defeat Alistair. Their thought, like, he was the only one who mm-hmm. could do it. And so when the necklace goes on him, like he remembers, and so he like freezes fucking the whole place, and it like starts crumbling down. And uh, some people do die, like Johnny expected. <laughs> like she Alistair, Alistair being one of them. Yeah. yeah. Like she planned for. Alistair being one of them. But the ledger um, freezes and breaks. And that breaks all the um, magic yeah. that was done on people. And it frees them, all the employees and the birds. And... Um, Instead well, Alistair doesn't die, though, remember? He's still found with the heartbeat, but they... It's so funny because they thought... Johnny said... She said, I don't want to kill him. She had a little Batman moment. Didn't want to kill him. So they just lock him up in the deep freezer where Isig was locked up. Oh, yeah. And, and okay. that's their way of not killing him. Despite the fact <laughs> that I'm pretty sure Isig only survived so long in there is because of his own powers... Or just because Sumeneris <laughs> can self-heal, and Alistair does not have that power, so I'm pretty sure he's just going to die a slow death in the freezer, <laughs> which is what would happen to a regular human being. That's just Yeah, but let's be honest, like, I feel like that also is going to leave room, like, if she decides to make a sequel for this, uh, that also leaves room, I feel like, to do that, True. too. True. Um... I'd be interested to see if she does. I remember thinking Caraval wasn't... Like, just like with Caraval, who... I thought Caraval was a great standalone. Yeah. Um, and, But then it was turned into a series. Which I actually don't... Like... All that I think- much. I, I feel like I'm gonna get hate for that. I'm not the biggest fan of the Caraval series. I love the first book. Um... I just felt like the two books afterwards just didn't do much for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I specifically remembering the third one as not that great and just being dragged out. In terms of the series, not the plot for that specific book. I just remember thinking the same, that it shouldn't have been so long a series. Yeah, but this is obviously, like, a, um, like not shared feeling because it's a very popular series. Unpo- this, this is an unpopular opinion. We, um, we can get canceled together, Megan. <laughs> aww. So, um, nice. so I'm interested to see if like the same thing will happen with this book. Um, I mean, if it does, I'll probably still read the sequel out of curiosity and who knows, maybe I'll like it still. Um, but I don't even think it's been announced that there will be. Like, I think this is still quite a standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, is this uh, her debut, even? Do you know? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think it is. I think she has a couple before this one. What do books? The only one that shows up is Hotel Magnifique. It says... Oh, she had... No. This is her only one. There's like a... Oh, is it? Yeah, there's like a Penguin Teen Summerfest preview, but it looks like a I don't know, something weird. I don't know, some sort of okay. show premiere. Well, maybe it is her debut. Either I I enjoyed her debut. Um, we should know these things beforehand next time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, usually it's apparent to me, and I can just read a book and be like, "Yeah, that was yeah their debut." Their debut but. I don't know. This one, I think it was overall solid. I don't really feel that there yeah. were major points the author could have touched I, on. I, I feel like I remember thinking this wasn't a debut. I feel like I thought I saw some books from her. Like, maybe one or two before. Like, I didn't think this is like... I don't think she's... I remember... I know I didn't think she was like a... Like... Um, Several books in? Like, has a ton of books. Um, You know what I mean? Established like, author. Yeah. Um... Thank you, that's what I meant. But, yeah, if this was her debut, I really liked it. It's pretty strong for a debut. 
Yeah. Um, and the ending, I feel like the ending is great for keeping it as a standalone. Um, you know, Johnny and uh, Belle decide to keep the hotel open um, because they wanted to give a home to the magic users. Because, like, in this world, remember, magic is still considered to be quite dangerous. Um, and that's, like, what this hotel slash school was meant to be. Um, so, I mean, it, it's still, like, it can be, I feel like it could be expanded on if she decides to. But I still think it's still a really solid standalone if she wants to keep it as a standalone. But, like, don't don't trust me because I remember when I was in high school and Twilight first came out and I was reading it. <laughs> I thought Twilight was a standalone as well. I thought it was going to stay one book. And look how well that turned out. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, but would you trust the opinion of high school Megan that read Twilight and enjoyed it to make... <laughs> I stand by that Twilight, if it had been a standalone book, would still be pretty good to me. I probably would still keep reading it. Yes, Edward is like, a creep, but there was something there was something about like I remember at the end, it was like, oh cool, like it's totally up in the air if she's gonna be a vampire or not. Like we get to choose our own endings. Fucking stupid high school Megan. <laughs> I don't know. She had no idea Renesmee was in the future. (laughs) Fucking Renesmee, dude. That's the that was the 2010 Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a real name. (laughs) I feel like I tried reading Twilight as an adult, I think last year, because I wanted to read that book that tells Twilight from Edward's point of view. And so my dumbass thought I could read Twilight and it would be fine. I would still enjoy it. I cannot get past, I think, chapter two. It was rough. I didn't understand how I enjoyed it in middle school. Well, I can kind of understand. But I fucking Girl, yeah. No, I don't. I wouldn't have even tried. I would have been like, nah, I know. I know. I didn't even read the other one. I I fucking gave up on it. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, fucking Twilight. I don't know why I try to do this shit to myself. I didn't even, I didn't read either of them. I gave up. Um, <laughs> but I respect the cultural impact that Twilight had on yes. society <laughs> and the book community. Yes. Iconic. It was a, it was a gay opener for many readers, so... Yeah. But I that's just to say, like, while I hope this stays a standalone, like, if it, I can see it being turned into something, and I'll try it when it comes out. Maybe I'll enjoy it more than I did the Caraval sequels. Yeah, I think it's just about what they choose to expand on. Because even this book, one of the, one of the things that made me rate it four stars is that the, the magic... Like, the magical realism, what's the word? What's the word for what kind of magic it is? Like, the setup, the whimsical nature and everything, how everything changes and Mm -hmm. shit in the hotel. I feel that it was established Mm -hmm. in the beginning when Johnny first shows up at the hotel, the games and everything. And then I feel that about a quarter of the way through, after she gets demoted, there really is no magic shown. It doesn't keep that whimsical nature to the hotel that really like that's what got me into the book right i feel that after that first quarter it's really only dark whimsical you know like irsa in the eyes getting her sister's uh, fingers cut off but there's nothing new there's nothing keeping that that like magic going that you feel in the first part when she first shows up which is what i like about books like these thinking of um nevermore Nevermore, that has another magic hotel. Um, I was like, just about to say, girl, you are you are stuck on Nevermore. That's why. <laughs> I just feel that, thinking of Carval too, what they did with the other books is that there was still more magic. There was still, like, new shit to pop up. And this book just threw it at you in the first quarter and then done. And that's what I did it. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. So, overall, we both uh, enjoyed it. 
uh, we both recommend it. I think I think this is a great book to read if you like fantasy. Um, you're in a slump maybe, and you just want to read something really quick and for fun. This is a great one to read. Um, I am excited. I even if it's not a sequel to this book, like I'm curious to see what she's gonna write next. I think she, um, this was a pretty solid debut. So obviously she's it's just gonna go up from here, right? Like. Yeah. writing skills rise you know yeah. so um, her writing was really solid in this book so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see yeah her so pretty her. excited mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'd recommend this book so we would love yeah definitely recommend and we would love to hear from you guys what you think uh shoot us an email let us know on social and we will talk at you next time yeah. once again this is megan this is Denise. This has been Book Horde. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh la la. If you um, check out our socials in the description, we are at the Book Horde Pod uh, for pretty much everything, right? At Book Horde Pod, yes, on everything. Yes. Including, and, um, Gmail. including Gmail, yes. So uh, give us a like, give us a thumbs up. Uh, to help us out, subscri- um, subscribe if you want to hear more from us. Yes. Um, subscribe I to our Chanel. Gonna, yeah, I think we're going to tr- try to read. Um, I think we're going to try and read and discuss some books that have been out a bit longer for some people. Uh, <laughs> so, this was supposed so to more be. people will know that they uh, what it is that we've read. <laughs> Our rating was supposed to be diverse, and all we're choosing is fantasy YA. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, well, our next book is going to be different. Our next book uh, we're pretty excited about. It's one that many people have read and many people have loved. It is historical fiction. Um, and I hope we like it. Uh, I hope this is I hope we like it. Atlas 6. Oh, my God. I... I've, I, I, I think we're gonna like it. I think we're gonna like it. My sister, my sister likes it, and she and I like never read the same things, but like we tend to mm-hmm. like it if we do. Um, and yeah, pretty excited. So stay tuned for that. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. dun, dun, dun. Check out our <laughs> social media. I think uh, it's on Instagram that we give out hints, so you might even be able to guess. So, yeah, check us out. Follow us. Check us out. <laughs> Bye. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>